Want to know why your interiors or images don't look like the ones you see on your favorite social media feeds? What if I said I could let you know and show you what's missing and how to transform your spaces with clarity and confidence? The truth is creating beautiful interiors is simple when you know the right strategies, but most people go about it the wrong way. This is why I created the Styling Masterclass. It's the only program that simplifies the art and science of styling, giving you the clarity and confidence to take your interiors to the next level and attract your dream customers or clients so you can make your creative dreams finally possible. This is for you if you're an interior designer or photographer, have an Airbnb, a homeware shop or e-commerce business, and you want your interiors to look like the ones you see in your favorite books, magazines or Instagram accounts. Come learn how to style using my signature method so you can elevate any interior and create compelling imagery, which is your most effective marketing tool if you're selling a product or service in the world of interiors. Any successful business owner knows that styling is your secret weapon to cut through the visual noise, stand out from the crowd and grow your business. Styling is something that you don't want to leave to chance. In today's world, images are everything. This is why leading interior designers and architects always use stylists to finesse their spaces for photography to make sure they've got incredible imagery that they can use for their socials and website. Come learn how to make styling not only an essential element, an easy way to create content for your socials and websites, but learn how it can propel the growth of your creative business. If you're serious about creating beautiful interiors and a business you love without struggling in obscurity, this is the program for you. I'm going to share my process and give insights that you're not going to get anywhere else because I've been working as a professional interior stylist for the past 15 years. The Styling Masterclass will give you that clarity and confidence you need to take action and connect with your dream customer or client so you can make your creative dreams possible. Go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level to learn more and enroll now. Enrollments are open for only a short time. So please, if you're interested and you're ready to take your interiors to the next level, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level. Welcome to Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. I'm Natalie Walton, an interior designer, stylist, and best-selling author focused on an holistic approach to homes. Each week, I'm sharing insights and interviews about the creative process to help you enhance both your interiors and well-being, as well as provide you with the tools and resources to make considered and sustainable choices with all that you create. If you want to learn how to create a beautiful home, like the ones you see in your favorite books, magazines, or social feeds, using what you already have and love, I'm excited to share that my new book, Style, the Art of Creating a Beautiful Home, is now available in Australia and New Zealand. And it's coming soon to the rest of the world. So if you buy or pre-order the book before the 5th of July, you will get instant access to some free bonuses. First of all, you will go into the draw to win one of 10 places in the Starling Masterclass, valued at Australian 
$799. Secondly, you will get a free workbook on how to find your style. And finally, you will get instant access to three styling insider guides, including how to style step-by-step, -step, walking you through how to style space, a styling checklist, what you need to make sure you have in each space, and your essential styling toolkit, which includes the essentials I have in my home that help me always be ready to style my spaces. Three, these three bonuses are only available when you buy or pre-order my new book style before its international release on the 5th of July. All you have to do to claim your bonuses is go to nataliewalton.com forward slash style book and enter your receipt or order number from your bookseller and you will get instant access to the downloads and will automatically go into the draw for the giveaway. You will find all the T's and C's there too. So go to nataliewalton.com forward slash style book to enter the giveaway and claim your free bonuses. Hello everyone. I hope you're all well. I am looking forward to today's episode. I'm actually recording it in the evening and I can hear the frogs and the cicadas outside. I'm not sure if you can, but it's actually quite nice. So I hope that you don't mind having a little bit of background ambience, as it were. I wanted to talk about this topic because I actually think it's quite important. And um, anyway, to start off with, I'm kind of curious to hear what you think about it in terms of is style innate? What do you think? Do you believe that some people are born with a sense of style? Is it in their genes? Is it the sort of thing that can be passed down from parent to child? Certainly, I'm sure you've met families where it's almost as if everyone in it has a great sense of style from the grandparents to the parents to the children. And um, I, I've come across many families like this over the years. I'm always kind of curious about it. And I certainly remember when I was working at Real Living Magazine, I was assigned one of the features, which was to find three uh, groupings of mothers and daughters. And the plan was to photograph them in their homes and homes that sort of were obviously were stylish and to sort of see how it had been passed down from one to the other. But, you know, is it genetic or is it learned? Is it nature or is it nurture? And I'm curious about what about in your own family? I certainly know that within my own, my mother and I, we both have certainly a sort of appreciation of what things look like. And we there's some kind of overlap, I guess. I mean, both of our styles are rooted in a timelessness, whereas mine is much more relaxed, much more organic, and hers is more traditional. But perhaps that's also related to our age as well. Um, and because I certainly remember seeing photos from when I was younger and having a sort of a chocolate brown stripe and cream stripe sofa, one of the iterations of the many homes and sofas that we had over the years. So we definitely both have an appreciation of it. And I know within my own group of friends, I see that 
and certainly you know on the sort of the broader sphere of culture and and so on we there are people that you see that within australia there is there's often stories about style in terms of fashion and they often bring out you know people such as the late Carla Zampatti and her daughter Bianca Spender who have very different styles but yet both a very strong sense of their own personal style. You see this with artists as well, don't you? That um, John Olson and then his his daughter Louise Olson, that they, again, have their distinct styles, but you can have these generations of artists. Again, is it something that is genetic or is it a product of their environment that they grew up in? What was prioritised? What was valued? I certainly think that that plays a role. And I'm fascinated by this topic because while I think that some people have a natural flair, I also believe that it can be learned. Just as I believe that you can learn to draw, you can learn to put an outfit together. And you might be wondering, well, why does this matter? I mean, maybe this is just some kind of uh, pontification. But I do think it's really important because. When we feel more confident in our ability to create beautiful interiors, it really does become more instinctive and easier. And we can enjoy the process too. When your sense of style becomes effortless, you can create with really a a huge greater sense of confidence. That's why I want to talk about it today, because as I said, I do believe it can be learnt. And when you have a greater sense of your own style, and how to put things together, then it does become easier and more enjoyable. Another reason I'm interested in this idea is because sometimes I think it can become an easy excuse to not do the things that we actually really would like to. We might say, well, I don't have, you know, natural sense of style. I'm not very good at putting things together or my home will never look like that. I do hear these little phrases and excuses And I think that it can be learned and I want to sort of talk about that today and really that you can make your home look as beautiful as you want it to. I'm also interested in this idea because let's face it, sometimes the world of design can be elitist and people are put up on a pedestal because they have great style. And while that certainly can be true, as I said, I also believe that it can be learned. And it has a lot to do with education. Now, not talking about formally going to design school or college, but instead educating ourselves about art and aesthetics. And while we're on this topic, I think it's actually quite fascinating that some countries or nations of people are perceived as having great style. You know, I mean, the two that instantly come to mind. And again, I don't know if this is because of popular culture and because I visited these countries, but um, the French and the Italians are often considered to have great style. I mean, so do, you know, people in Belgium or, or Spain. I mean, there's so many countries around the world that you could say that this is true of, but they do have a beautiful way of putting things together. And I know that when I have visited these countries, I'm always in awe of the way that these people exude style, the way that they roll their sleeves and wear their jewellery and wear a scarf or throw on an outfit together. It 
always looks effortlessly put together, but it doesn't, they don't look uncomfortable in what they're wearing. They, they carry it well, and there's a confidence within them. And this is something that we can, as I said, cultivate within our own homes. Now, I am curious. I do think that perhaps people in countries such as that, and of course, you know, I've all, as I said, I have been to France and Italy many times, both of those countries. And there are many examples of people who aren't like that, of course, but there are plenty who are. And I would say perhaps more so than what I see in. Australia and I've lived in Sydney, I've visited Melbourne many times. And again, you get great examples within both of those places. But I do think that you get these um, sort of hotbeds. I can't think of a better way to say it, but like there's an, a critical mass in some areas and within some sectors of society or groups or areas, little um, villages within um, Paris, for instance, neighborhoods where you get a critical mass of people. And so in many ways, it really does become the status quo. That does become the, the default and everybody is feeding off it and it sort of elevates everybody to the next level. I mean, if you could almost say that that's what happens to do a degree on Instagram, that when people make the effort to share photos of their own home, it really encourages them to make their homes the best that it can be in some ways. and you get them sharing it and some somebody else lifts their game and and it just starts to become higher and higher and higher now of course that can also have a flip side which you know I've sort of touched on in other episodes but there is something quite you know the a lot of momentum can be gained with that and there is some kind of positive i guess side effects of it as well um so as i said I'm curious to explore this idea of how it's possible to cultivate a more effortless sense of style. And of course, when I'm talking about style and how we express ourselves in our home, there's a lot of crossover with our personal style too. When I was researching my book style, I discovered that even those who seem to have an in instinct for creating beautiful interiors, they are still constantly educating themselves in the process. So the first thing that I would really say about cultivating an epilous sense of style is that it really can be learnt. The first step to develop any skill is to really become a keen student. And the way that you do that is first and foremost to cultivate awareness. You can, do, I mean, this is such an easy thing to do, but you really need to be aware in a very intentional way. It's not just looking, it's not just flicking through images, but to really study what's happening in a space, whether it's a space that you step into, whether it's a space that you look on at a photo, but to really observe what's actually happening. How is this all coming together? What feels harmonious about it? What are the elements that are at play? And if there is something unexpected in the space, then why has that been introduced there? Really think about it. And what would happen if you were to take that object away? Would it become a little bit lifeless, the space perhaps? Would it take away the edge? And think about why was it introduced to, to introduce those elements? 
think about the proportions of the objects, look at the size of the lighting, the scale of the pendants, or you know the the materials that have been used, the the mix of materials really create a keen awareness for what's happening in a space. And the more that you notice, the more that you will notice. You start to become, you really do start to cultivate an eye. You start to educate your eye about what is happening in a space. Now, I really do think that this is the first and most important step. And then you can also really develop an awareness of what's happening in your space and not in a critical way, but really kind of, and not in a sort of black and white way, but I do encourage you to sort of think, well, what's happening in your space? Almost a compare and contrast. And not that I want you to look at yours and say, well, that's not working and that's not working, but look for what is working and think about why is that working as well and play with what you have and notice what happens when you change things or when you add things into your space. This is all about the exercise of cultivating awareness. Now, the second thing that I really encourage you to do is to find a mentor. One of the best ways to learn is from a mentor because, of course, they have walked the path that you want to take. They know its twists and turns and where you can fall easily and they can help guide you along the way. An apprenticeship is in many ways a well-worn path. I mean, it's as old as Socrates mentoring Plato and it continues to this day. In many ways, the former editor of Real Living magazine, Deborah Bidby, was my mentor not just in terms of being a magazine editor and a content creator, but she had a, a great sense of her own personal style. And she had learned that from working in fashion magazines. You know, everybody starts somewhere. And it's that classic, you know, Instagram quote that you shouldn't compare your beginning to somebody's middle or end. You know, like we're all at different points on our journey. And everybody starts somewhere. So don't compare where you're at, but be aware that they started where they're at right now is not where they started either. It's really important to remember that. Now, there are many different ways that you can find a mentor. It can be obviously in the most traditional sense of, you know, some type of apprenticeship, which can be you can ask to assist somebody or intern at a design studio. I'm often asked about, you know, what's the best way to get into styling or, you know, want to become an interior designer, what should I do? Well, I, I really encourage people to just put their hand up and if, if it means doing unpaid work for a week, then, or however long, or maybe one day a month. I mean, that's certainly how I got my start in journalism. When I was at university, I volunteered to work a couple of hours every week with um, a news organization. And at the time I was working, I was doing my university. I was working basically full time in a paint store. And, and I still kind of managed to fit that in because I knew it was a good way to, to learn, to get experience and to sort of put it towards my portfolio. And it's still one of the best ways to get experience in anything. So that is, 
you know, obviously a really great way to do it. And I was asked actually, even the other day on Instagram, someone popped into my DMs and she was a stylist who had been on maternity leave for a number of years. And she sort of wanted to get back into the industry. She was based in the UK. And I suggested, and she sort of was feeling a little bit overwhelmed about, she didn't really know what the way the things were running now and the best way to go about it. And I just said, you know, just get in there and assist because you will learn so much on the job, more than what you're ever going to learn by just asking somebody. And it's not only that, it's not only a great way to upskill, but also to make contacts too, because really, I mean, it's still a huge part of the way that the world works is that particularly if you can sort of do a good job and prove yourself, then it's a really great way to to get more work or to get paid work. So there's a lot to be said for that as well. And I, you know, I think that there is so much value from taking some type of mentorship. Now, as I've mentioned, I've talked about assisting and interning, which is all about, you know, getting in there. But there are many ways that you can find mentors. Of course, it can be, you know, online, in books, through courses. There are many, many opportunities. I mean, even just listening to a podcast is, you know, a, a gift to yourself. It's a way that you're expanding your mind and thinking new thoughts and, and hearing a different perspective. So these are all really great ways to, to really improve our knowledge and educate ourselves. And the third most and also very important step is to test out your ideas. I mean, I've touched on this already, but you know, it's critical to not just study and watch other people work, but to test out ideas in your own home. Play is is so essential for learning. It really is. I mean, that's why with children, I mean, so much of play-based learning, you know, it's really backed up by studies and and by science to show that that's really how how children learn in very real ways. And that's how we learn too. And we sort of, we can easily get caught up in just reading books or listening to podcasts or, you know, watching what other people are doing. But if we don't actually try ourselves, then we're never going to improve. We're never going to find our own sense of style. You know, we're just going to get caught up in copying other people's sense of style. So that's really key as well. If you want to develop your own sense of style, it's about really engaging with what resonates with you and what you love. And so that your home can be a reflection of your personality and, and your personal style. So really think about, you know, using your home as a laboratory to test out ideas because it's really how we get better and improve our muscle memory. You know, styling in many ways is, is like using a muscle memory. You, you place an object in a certain spot and you, you learn. Like next time you try it, you think, oh no, it didn't quite work there. So I'll try it here this time. Or you will remember oh, that actually combination worked really well last time. I'll try something similar. Or those proportions worked really well. The more you engage with it and play with it and try it, then the more you're going to hone your skills and it really will become more instinctive. As I write in style, ultimately the home of the aesthete is a portrait of themselves and their passions. 
Spaces are personal and philosophical. The thread of their lifelong connection to curiosity and creativity has attuned their sixth sense. It has fine-tuned their radar for their storied and poetic, as well as bolstered their confidence to invest in key pieces. Their home reads as their story lived large, and they are the character who brings it to life. So I want to remind you that effortless style can be learnt, but you've really got to be willing to put the time and effort into bringing it to life. So let me know how you go. I would really love to hear from you. And you can always pop into my DMs or email hello at nataliewalton.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate and review or share this episode with anyone who might enjoy it. Thank you so much for joining me, well, this evening. And I will see you the same time next week. All of the links and info for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can get a direct download of the latest episode. And I really appreciate when you take a minute to rate and review, as well as share the love with someone you know who might benefit from this episode or on social media. If you'd like to access a range of free resources, come visit my website, nataliewalton.com. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast. And I would also like to acknowledge the people of the Bundjalung Nation where it was recorded and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprint. Imprint.